Blog Talk Radio. up everybody welcome to our all new episode of sports urban legend along my course macaulay matthew i'm of course william Mamo. what's up mac how you doing hey what's up man how's it going hey man I'm, I'm doing a lot better now man i'm just glad to be back this is shockingly our first episode back of the year since the holiday oh, yeah. break oh yeah this is like a much longer break than we expected because uh, we, we, you know, we took the break for the holiday season and then afterwards we both got sick, you know, and that's why we weren't able to do the show. So, um, you know, you know, I apologize um, for, you know, not being able to do the shows these past couple of weeks. So, you know, we're going to do a little catch up and uh, share our thoughts on what's going on in the, the world of sports in this uh, new year. So, you know, on today's show, we'll talk, you know, about the Knicks, uh, Julius Randle doing his best uh, impression of a person who's trying to get himself run out of town. Houdini. Houdini. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's trying to disappear, yeah. Should have thought about that before he signed the contract, but we'll get into that. Um, talk about the Cam Reddish trade. Um, and he might be making his his um, Nick debut tomorrow. Um, we've all, we're also going to talk about um, Buckshaw Walter finally being official. I think when it happened, I think there was rumors of it happening, or we we had we might we if my memory serves me right, I think it was made official, and then he didn't do the press conference yet. Um, I, my memory is no wait. No, no, wait, he did, because it was, I think it happened, what, December 2nd when the lockout happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so, the, the, they they just announced the Mets, you know, the, the, the whole coaching, um, you know, staff and, um, you know, all the rumors surrounding the Mets and the Yankees. We'll talk about that. Um, talk about football, you know, the – Obviously, the Jets and Giants season was long over. Giants got rid of um, – they cleaned house. They got a new GM. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about the NFL playoffs. And then, of course, give you our preview of uh, next week's Royal Rumble. So if you'd like to talk about any of these topics or more, we'd love to hear from you. Number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. With that said, uh, well, uh, before we get into that, I guess, you know, we should, um, you know, offer, you know, our, you know, condolences for, you know, some notable names and, you know, in the entertainment industry who passed away recently, you know, Betty White, Sidney Poitier, um, Bob Saget, Louis Anderson, Meatloaf. I mean, the the list goes on and on. I I I've, I've lost 
you know, I, I can't even uh, think of all the people who, who, who passed away. Um, Andre Leon Talley with with fashion. I mean, there's so many people who passed away recently. So, you know, my thoughts and prayers uh, go out to to their families and you know the people who are directly affected by all these losses. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything you said. Uh, you know, uh, my condolences go out to all the to fa- the families of those. Celebrities that passed recently, Bob Saget, Louis Anderson, Cindy Portier, Meatloaf, uh, Betty White. Um, there's a couple of others that I heard in the news as well. I'm forgetting their names. I mean, they, oh, yeah, Ronnie Spector not... also passed away too. Right, yeah. From the yeah. Ronettes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, it's a celebrity. This uh, 2022 has uh, not started off well. But, nope. um, you know, my condolences go out to all those, uh, all the family members of those uh, celebrities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it can't get any worse than it is right now. You know, with mm-hmm. COVID and all these passings, 2022 is starting to look like the last couple of years so far. Yeah, it has been for sure. So I thought some prayers go out to, you know, all those noble names who, who and their families who passed away. And and also the the non-notable names that we, we, we're not familiar with that also been affected by all these tragedies and this illness and other factors. So. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Breaking news. Packers just uh, lost. Uh, upset. 49ers just beat the Packers 13-10. Breaking news. Uh, thank thank you for that, my friend. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, we're de- definitely going to dive into that. Oh, yeah, another passing in the sports world. Um, Craig, um um, Giles from uh, the Islanders, the Islander dynasty teams from 80 to 84. He, he passed away recently too. So, wow. Wow. you know, condolences. Um, our condolences, uh, to his family and, uh, you know, the Islander fans who, who've been starving to see that team win another title. Yeah. Wow. But, um, yeah, with that said, let's, uh, yeah, let's tip off with uh, Knicks basketball. You know, before, um, yeah, I thought last week would have been leading off with Cam Reddish, you know, the trade, and hopefully that would have, you know, boost, you know, the morale of the team. And since then, the Knicks have taken a complete nosedive, um, you know, um, lost three straight. And we all know who the big culprit is, you know, Julius Randle, you know, he's, as great as he was last year, that's how horrible he is this year. And there has to be, you know what I think is the, the, the factor in it that we totally forgot about it? Let me tell you what I think it is. Oh, yeah. What's the biggest the fans. factor? Remember, he was doing well when when there was no fans in the stadium. But once we had the, the playoffs, we had the fans back. You think so? That could be a factor. I don't know if that's it, to be honest with you. It could be. I, I think right now it's probably some mental. And yeah, it is I, mental. I, I also think that, you know, his uh, his performance in the postseason last year, I think it's 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 kind of – it's it's escalated into this season. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's – you know, he's still struggling at times. I mean, he's had some big games here and there this season. You know, but it's a very—he's been very inconsistent. 
Yeah. And I don't he hasn't put together consecutive stretches where he's performing consistently. So, you know, I think uh, his performance from last year's postseason has trickled down to this year. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's struggling a bit. And right now the fans are not liking it. Yep. They're, they, uh, they, some people want him out of town. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to overreact and say to trade him right now. You know, I'd say let, let, let it play out until the season's over, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, you can't you can't trade him right now with the um his his value is at an all time low. You got you gotta try to get something back of value for him. You know what I mean? What about a crazy trade? What about this crazy trade? I mean, what about if I don't think it's gonna happen? But what about if if these two teams with plenty of history with each other does a crazy trade and get rid of both of their headaches? What if, don't don't say Russell Russell, please. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. But what about that would happen? I mean, he, he's I mean he's he's in it. You you're talking about Randall's in his head. Randall has been a Laker before, so he's he was. Well, I know that he, he started he his career with the Lakers. Yeah, but um, I mean, I don't know, man. That's a uh, Westbrook right now. He could be. Uh, he he's a stat pattern to me sometimes. He is. Well, on this yeah. team, it's not gonna it's not gonna amount to anything anyway. That's what yeah. Randall Randall was a stat pattern. Well, he was a stat pattern too, but now he's he's not even doing anything really. Yeah, well, but but Randall was giving us something last year. Oh, he, last he year was yeah, giving he was a much needed scoring, you know, and he was a double double guy, you know, sometimes last year. But uh, Westbrook, I think, will if if we if he came here, this team, I think, I could see getting worse. So I don't think right now I don't think that'd be a good trade to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean I don't think it'd be a, like an awesome trade too, unless if Westbrook got motivated. But then again, that's the reason why he went he, he went to the he got traded to the Lakers in the first place to to you know him being teamed up with LeBron and that should have been the thing to motivate him to try to win his first title. Yeah. Right now, I don't look like he's, he's you know, he's kind of like a point guard version of Dwight Howard. You know, it's like they're more concerned about their brand than, you know, winning, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, right now, um, you know, I love a guy who could, a guy that we can throw the ball to in the post who can finish and score consistently. You know, yeah, we I mean, like we, right now. We got, we got OB Toppin and, and, and Triple don't want to play him. So yeah, no, Obi Obi doesn't have Obi doesn't really have a pulse game. I would say right now, he needs to work on that a bit. Obi is more of a dunker and a slashing type of guy. I mean, you know, sometimes he shoots from the outside, but Obi still needs to work on his game as well. It's kind of hard for him to play. It's kind of hard for him to do when when people don't trust him to play. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why now now this this you know. We could have drafted Halliburton, you know, but we didn't. Uh, you know, I love Obi Toppin, but they're not even using him. Well, you know, we traded. We just traded for Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish could be a. Uh, if we do end up trading Randall, let's say at the end of the season, Reddish could become a nice player in this rotation. You know, because this guy, Absolutely. you know, he he can score. You know, he can he can shoot the ball and take you off the dribble. He he'll be a nice player in this uh, starting lineup going forward. So we'll see what happens when he comes. 
when he's yeah. uh, fully healthy. But the problem is we need a point guard. We need a we need a good point guard. And that's our biggest that's concern right now. We've been having this problem for years. Yeah, that's our biggest concern. And they got to do it through the draft because no star player wants to come here. The only yeah. the only way we could get someone to come here is if they're you know either aging player or most likely a a, a, a a mediocre to average player and overpay them for them to come over here. We're not getting any we're not getting any like elite stars coming here. Yeah. I mean the closest thing we had was was Kim Walker, you know, a, a, a very good player, but he's been injury prone and you know he he's been he's been benched benched twice. One time the first time was for 10 games and then the, the second time was for 9 games. So it's like you know, he's really in – he's not only in um, Tipito's outhouse, doghouse. He's in his outhouse, man. He's like, I don't know what he did to him. Like, for him to be – I mean, well, he did get injured the second time around. Yeah. I think it was his knee the second but, time. But Walker, since he's come back, I mean, he's uh, – He yeah, started off great, but then, thing. you know, he came back to earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right now I don't fully trust Walker right now. You know? Yeah, he has bad knees. You know, it's kind of like Derrick Rose. You know, obviously Derrick Rose is hurt. He, he's he's going to be gone for like eight weeks um, since the injury. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the problem with Kimball Walker and Derrick Rose. I mean, they're both they're both very good to um, you know explosive players, but they're past their prime and they can't stay healthy. Problem. They would have addressed. They would have addressed our our point guard situation if they were younger and healthier but you know th- those guys are best suited you know on you know off the bench but you know who's going to be the point guard who they're going to play they're not playing I mean quickly is not viewed as that Grimes is a, a rookie so um, unless those guys develop they got to go outside the organization to try to do that yeah yeah Problem is nobody want to come here, so we're gonna to have to try to pull a Houdini act and make a trade or or get a malcontent and hope he hope he can turn his his um season around. And like um, Randall, who's giving people the thumbs up, like if he's Javier Vasquez, Javier Baez, and Francisco Lindor or something. <laughs> my goodness, all my teams, all all, all my all my players who. My, my star players who who aren't producing the you know to their contract they're they're giving the fans a thumbs down. I mean it's a it's a it's an epidemic. Like what, what's going on here? But yeah, I guess we'll we'll um, time will tell. Hopefully Cam Reddish can adjust to the team because you know obviously that was a a wonderful trade. You know I mean you only give up uh, Kevin Knox. You know. Best of luck with him in Atlanta, and um, yeah, I wish we could have. Uh, I mean, I wish Kevin Knox could have, you know, showed his potential here. But mm-hmm. I mean, you saw flashes of of, mm-hmm. of his potential here and there, but you know, he never really flourished here in New York. And I yeah. hope that in Atlanta, you know, that'll be a better setting for him to show the type of player that he can be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, it looks like Obi Topkin is gonna be on. Is gonna be in that spot in a few years too, because they're not. Um, they're not even. 
using him really. The fans yeah, but, are and, and Obi Toppin is a fan's favorite though. I mean, he's fans ask for him more than Knox. You know, no, no, I know that. He, no, he gets more. He has more highlights than Knox will ever have as a Nick so far. No, I agree with you, but I'm saying Obi Toppin is going to be in you know in a similar situation too because if Thibodeau is not giving him minutes to prove himself, then he's going to eventually get traded or sign elsewhere. You know, because they're not, they're not, you know, they're not using him. He's off the bench. He, you know, he gets garbage minutes, you know. And we still don't even know what we have in him. He's a great high flyer, great dunker, but we still don't know. We still don't know what we have with him. Still there, Mac? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm listening. Oh, okay. I'm listening to you. I thought you were crying because you were thinking of the possibility of you know, Toppin getting traded or something. No, no, I mean, <laughs> you know, Toppin, I mean, he's getting, again, he's he's not like Knox. I mean, he's getting minutes. Yeah, he is. It should be, should he be getting more minutes? Yes. Yeah. But he's, he's putting up more points, more highlights than Knox will ever have. Of course. In his career. And I just agree. The, just the other night, or well, I, I, not the other night, but, um, wasn't it against? Um, I think it was against Charlotte. He had like eleven points, or something like that. So I mean, so here, there, you you see, like when Knox does get minutes, he produces. You know, but he gets minutes. But you know, Knicks fans want him to get more minutes. They want him to play more. That's my whole point. Well, I guess you know, he, Thibodeau feels like he does. He hasn't earned it yet. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thibodeau don't trust the young guys, man. But he needs these young guys to. Um, to turn this team around. These guys are, you know, these guys are, a lot of the guys on this team are, are getting up there and they're not, they, they they walk the ball up. They need they need some explosiveness on this offense, especially from the point guard position. Still talking about needing a point guard all these years. Yeah, I mean, uh, people are saying, I saw some tweets come, Raymond Felton was in the gym in the at the game and people were saying that was the last good Nick point guard the Knicks have ha- Nick, the Knicks had. I, I, which I don't agree. I mean Derrick no. Rose is on the Knicks. He's he's a good point guard. Yeah. Derrick Rose is a good point guard. The problem is he's not healthy enough. Right. That's the problem. He can't stay healthy. I was like, these are the same people who wanted fucking out of out of the out of the garden too. Raymond Felton was only here for like what? Like a year or two, like a two, like two, two years, two years. Well, well, here's what happened. Felton okay. was here for one year, and then he got traded. I think came back two years later and spent like two seasons here. Mm. But you know, there was always issues about his weight, about him being slow. But he that's was effective when he did play at times. But, but that's my whole point. People, these are the same people who wanted Felton out of off the team. Yeah. And now they now it's like, you know, now they miss him. Yeah, you know, you know that old saying: you don't know what you have until it's gone. Exactly. Felton was okay. I mean, but he wasn't like. Yeah, like he wasn't like great or something. I know. Like, come on. Like, I mean, come on. Let's be real here. Yeah. But yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll find out what's what's going on with the Knicks. 
as the season goes on because this the season's dead. You know. Well, right now they've lost two games. Well, three. They had three games in a row, and three games at home. Yep. At that, and so yeah, that's not good. It ain't getting better anytime soon unless they could get a miraculous trade and bring a point guard that's gonna that's gonna inject life into this team. Yeah, they gotta start playing better because right now the season we're halfway through the season and you know they're sitting in the tenth spot. And they got to start winning some of these games that they should be winning. Mm-hmm. Real deal, holy field. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, shifting gears um, to football. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on, you know, the Giants, you know, cleaning house? Yeah, I like it because this, this has gone – Far too long. Changes have to be made, and I, I like the that we got a new general manager. I like that we got rid of the coach. We're looking for a new coach right now, but this move on signing the Bills, uh, Buffalo Bills executive uh, Joe Schoen as a GM, I think that's a brilliant move. Because look what he's done with Buffalo. And Buffalo mm-hmm. right now, they could be going to the Super Bowl this year. And you know he's been uh, he's been the mind, you know, behind some of the, you know, drafting some of those players like like uh, um, what's the quarterback playing for the Bills? I'm forgetting his name now. Um, I shouldn't be forgetting his name because he was like one of my top fantasy players this year. Um, who's the Bills quarterback? Um, why is it? Why am I losing his name? Um, Josh Allen. You know, he's on the brilliant minds of signing Josh Allen and some of these other players in that group that's going to be playing against the Chiefs tomorrow. I, I, and I like it. I like the move. I think he's going to bring bring that brilliance to the Giants and help us draft some good players, help us bring in some good players. And, you know, hopefully the Giants could, could uh, change it around. They could – you know, we haven't had a successful – we we haven't gone to the postseason in like what six seven years or something like that since that whole okay, boat well. fiasco. Um, remember that that, mm-hmm. that boat situation uh, right before we played the Packers in the playoffs. You know that was the last time we went to the playoffs, pretty much. Yeah. So it's been a while. So hopefully, you know, he can help turn things around and you know bring some new people here, like uh, some new faces. That can uh, bring us back to the promised land again. So I like the move, and now we have to see who they're going to hire as the coach. Hopefully, someone with a lot of experience. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Um, I think they're going to interview Quinn on Monday. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys out there right now, you know, that I'm hearing. They interviewed uh, Drable, uh recently. You know, so I wouldn't mind getting. I, you know, the one guy I'd be interested in is uh, the guy from Miami that was fired, who did a great job. Flores. Flores. Brian Flores would be a perfect coach for the Giants. Not okay. not because he's a brother, mm-hmm. but because you know he's and he's from Brooklyn, by the way, Brownsville. Nice. 
But um, I think he'd be a perfect choice. I mean, look what he did with that Miami Dolphins team. You know, mm-hmm. they played very well this season and had a chance to go to the playoffs. So I think he'd be perfect. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, he definitely will, will will get a shot, you know. Yeah. Definitely keep you posting on that. And, of course, on the, the Jets side, uh, you know, there's, there, um, their, their season was a, you know, was a disaster. Um, you know, it was Salah, Salah's first season. And, uh, yeah, the big story is, um, is, is Jeff going to um, sign Berrios into, you know, extension? And, you know, that, that's, you know, you know, we'll, we'll find out soon enough, you know, but yeah, he, he played well. He, you know, hopefully he'll be able to, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, the Jets, just like the Giants, they need to do a lot, even more for their side. Um, but they showed some, uh, they showed, there were some positives with the Jets as a, as the season ended. I mean, they played much better in the second half mm-hmm. of the season. Especially, um, um, you know, Wilson. Wilson got better as the season went along. Um, mm-hmm. They still need to improve their offense and, and their defense as well. But, um. Yeah, they they need to get more plays on the offensive side, man. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of injuries with the Jets every year. A lot yep. of the key wide receivers, running backs get injured. You know, offensive guys on the offensive line. They need to improve that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you hit it around the head, man. They definitely need to improve this team. Um, because they need, they definitely need more weapons to to turn this this uh this this team around. Yeah. Which team, which team out of the two you think is more closer to being, you know, respectable? I think the Giants. The Giants have more talent. Um, the Giants have way more talent right now. I mean, this year they underachieved. They, they underachieved with the with the group that they had. I mean, you had Barkley back. You had uh, Galladay. I mean, you have Ingram, who could be very good and potential. I mean, you um, the unfortunate injuries to um, Daniel Jones. You know, he didn't really. I mean, he didn't play well this year, but then again, he was injured. So I mean, this this team underachieved. I mean, they were expected to go to the postseason, at least as a wild card this year, and they didn't even do that. So hopefully next year. You know, they could turn around and make the postseason for the first time in a long time. But I think uh, Jets need more work than, than the Giants right now. You know, Jets mm-hmm. sometimes, they lack talent, I feel, on the Jets' yep. side. Amen to that. Yeah, we'll definitely find out about that. And uh, shifting gears, uh, when another team of mine's, uh, you know, regarding talent, who's on the up and up. And uh, that's the Mets. You know, Mets. Um, they they um they're rumored to possibly uh, even might be even going after um Kershaw, but I, I don't think that's possible because I think he's either gonna resign with Dodgers or or um go to Texas because he's a he, he's a Texas native. Um, but if he came in, that'd be overkill. It'll be the Grom Serger and, and and Kershaw. I don't I don't see that happening. But then again, I didn't see Kurt, I didn't see Serger coming here either. 
What do you think about that possibility? Uh, about Scherzer? No, about uh, Kershaw. Oh, about Kershaw. Uh, I don't know about that, man. That's going to be well, as, a, as a free agent signing? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you'd have to spend a lot of money to get him in that case. I mean, I don't see it. I don't. I don't, see it. I don't see that because you guys just got Scherzer, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have him. I mean, that's gonna be a lot of money that you're gonna be spending, and then you're gonna have to. I mean, you. I mean, well, I guess with the who's the other pitcher on the on the top pitcher? I'm forgetting his name now. The Grom. The Grom. Yeah, forgetting mm-hmm. names tonight, but the Grom. You, what was the last time? I think it was a year or two ago that you re-signed him, right, to a contract? We signed him probably was probably two or three years ago. Okay. And then, and then after, but but he can opt out after um, after this year. I right. think he has two, two two more years left on his contract. Yes. But you know he's gonna want he's gonna want a, a bump in his you know in his um exactly in exactly. His, his money too. So yeah, so I don't how are you gonna sign both him and Scherzer. Not sure, not sure. Um, Kershaw. Yeah, I mean that's good. That's a lot of money. Unless, hey, if you got it, spend it. You know, because I'm a Yankee fan. If you got it, spend it. But that's gonna be a lot. Yeah, that's I don't think. Lot. But like again, I didn't see Sergio coming. I think Sergio would have been more of a tougher person to to come. But um, yeah, I think Kershaw, like like Sergio, you know. I think he'd prefer to be on the West Coast, or you know, I mean, I mean, he spent his whole career with the Dodgers, so I mean, it would be, you know, as a baseball fan, separating my my Met fandom from it, it would be nice to see, you know, a legendary player spend his entire career with with one team. But um, but you wouldn't mind getting all the players, because yeah, let's, let's be honest, yeah, you see. You see what you met fans? Let me tell you, met fans. We have to be. We have to be. We have to. We have to. For now years, we have, to be, we have to be in Yankee mode now. For years, we have to be. For years, Mets fans were like, "Oh, you guys, Yankee, you want, you want everybody." Yeah. Now look at look at the Mets side. Now mm-hmm. you guys are getting everybody now. Now, how does it feel now? We heal. We 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 turn heel. We have to turn heel. Exactly. It's, it's too much. It's, it's enough is enough. We we've been goody two shoes this whole time. You guys time. made fun of us all those years for getting our, the agents using our 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 <laughs> money, resources. our resources <laughs> that we earned, and you you would criticize us and look at you guys. You guys are pretty much doing the same thing. We have to now. We have to turn here. This is our bash of the beach moment now. We we got we we we've been telling yeah, you that no, I, I, I don't our vitamins, our prayers. I don't want to hear. Got, now no. we gotta be now we gotta be heels now. Yeah, that's. Uh, hey, if all, if all the teams in the baseball hate us because we play in New York, now we gotta, you know, enough is enough. We we, we took their crap for thirty five years. Let's let's you know, now we got enough is enough. You jumped on the bandwagon. That's what you did. No, we didn't jump on the bandwagon. If I jumped on the bandwagon, I would been I would have been a Yankee fan. There is no you bandwagon jump, you, to jump on. You, you jumped on the years. You jumped on the spending bandwagon. Is what I mean. Okay, well, good. It's about time we had a spending. We didn't even have a wagon. We had the the Flintstones. We used to like pedal our feet to go go play the Flintstones. <laughs> now we we got we got a you know a new owner a new owner who's not gonna take crap from any other all these other teams keeping us down. It's time for us to rise. You guys rise you guys, to the you, top. 
You guys used to call George Steimer and the Greedy. And look at your owner. He's good as a billionaire. Well, we haven't won anything yet. We have to, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta do what we have to do now. Enough is enough. Okay. You know? Yeah, let's, okay, I'm fine with being the evil empire. As long as, we, as long as we win the title, fine, let's do it. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'll be an evil, I'll be evil empire number three. Because, of course, the Yankees started it, the blueprint. Then the Red Sox stole their blueprint and won in 04. And then after, when they won in 07, I'm like, okay, now they are really the evil empire. So now it's time for us to be evil empire now, you know? <laughs> And then, and then Bukal is going to be singing Empire, Empire State of Mind in a Met jersey. Man, I don't know if you guys are Evil Empire, the Evil Empire. You guys are more like Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> the First Order. <laughs> as long as the First Order has has a title coming in and. In, in, in October, in the Tinker Tape Parade, I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with the first order. Yeah, that, you know what? That should be our nickname for now on. The first order. <laughs> the first order. <laughs> I, I see. I'm I'm fair. I'm honest. You know, I, I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah, I was being hypocritical, but hey, now it's time for us to win a title. We try to do it the right way. Well, now we got DBIC our way to a title, just like the Yankees have done. Well, right now, you know the ways uh, the way things are going with negotiations. Who knows if we even have a season this year? Oh yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Buckshaw is like, man. Every time, every time a, my team, I have a great team. There's always a lockout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Ninety-four, he could have probably won one. Yep. Not for that. Uh, well, that was in the lockout. That was pretty much a player strike. Well, yeah. Well, they like yeah they locked that they um yeah they had the the yeah the player strike in uh yeah ninety four and that cost the Yankees and uh, especially the Expos a shot at a title. Yeah. That year, the Expos never recovered. And speaking of the Expos, I don't know if you heard there was a rumor that they were thinking of and Major League Baseball was thinking about splitting the Rays. In Tampa and Montreal. Yeah, I heard that idea was shot down. That that is a ridiculous. That's a ridiculous idea. Like, why why would you contract Montreal and then you're gonna split them with Rays? Why don't you just create another team? I mean, they're, no moving, they're moving Oakland to to um to to Las Vegas of all places. You know, and they're supposed to be against betting in baseball. Why don't they just have Pete Rose manage the the, the A's? In Las Vegas, like yeah. that's that's hypocritical. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> Come I on, I admit I'm being hypocritical with, with you know the Mets now being evil empire. But well, come the first on, order. I mean, <laughs> they got the first order. Yes, the first, the first order. <laughs> but yeah, man, they gotta own it. Yeah. They gotta they gotta own it that they're being hypocritical. You know, and then Beltran lost his. Beltran's the only person who lost his job out of the whole Astros scandal. And, you know, there's rumors that maybe the Yankees might hire him. You know, as a, um, maybe an announcer. Interesting. You know. But, um, yeah, back to the Mets. I, I love the, the hirings that the, the Mets hired. 
you know, um, behind the scenes, you know, some guys with Yankee ties, um, Alex Cora's brother who's who's um, been a long-time third-base coach with, with the Pirates and other teams, you know. You know, they have guys with experience. And then, uh, the, you know, the coup de gras to me would be, you know, Eric Chavez, you know, a guy, you know, who's their new hitting coach. You know, he he was going to be the assistant hitting coach with the Yankees uh, this upcoming year, but he changed his mind and came to the Mets. And, uh, you know, what's good about it is that this guy, he had, what, I think six gold gloves, and he was a, a good hitter. So I think as a hitting coach, a hitting coach and a pitching coach, you need a guy who's actually been in the trenches, a guy who's actually, you know, at the very minimum pitched in minor leagues, you know. Yeah. You know, you can't just get a guy who just knows analytics and and just make him a hitting coach or or a pitching coach and he he never like tried anything. Like come on. Yeah. So I I I like the I like the signing of Eric Chavez, you know, as as their new hitting coach because you know, he has, you know, he's a guy who's had hitting success, you know, in the big leagues. So props to the Mets on their um you know, their coaching staff. Not to mention, I mean, with Buck Showalter, you know, he's a veteran. You trust him. So, you know, there's, there's you know, there's, there wasn't a need for a, an experienced bench coach, but, I mean, they did get a, a veteran guy in uh, Glenn Sherlock who, you know, who's who's um, worked with um, with uh, Showalter in various different organizations. And and plus, he, he worked with them a few years ago, um, too, so that's a return for him. So, yeah, you know, I like the moves that they're doing, direction they're going. And, uh, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But then move on with the Yankees. You know, Yankees, uh, you know, they're, they're rumored with uh, Carlos Correa. And I don't know if you heard, he's he signed with he's, – he's, uh, he moved agents. Now, uh, Boris is his, his client also. Yeah, I heard about that. I yeah. mean, his agent, I should say. Yeah, I heard about it. So they were saying it's closer to him signing with the Yankees, which mm-hmm. um, well, I will have to see until well, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's, I don't know if he's going to be right now. Something like the Braves are an option, maybe mm-hmm. the Tigers. I think those teams are they're they're likelier destinations for him than the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens, but um, I know Boris, he has tricks up his sleeves. He always has tricks up his sleeves, so he'll try to, you know, land. He'll try to give uh, Korea the best possible team to uh, that that's best suited for him and try to get him the best, the highest contract that he can get. And who knows? Maybe the Yankees end up being the highest bidder. As they usually are, but in this case, I don't know. I just have my doubts. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we'll 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 see what happens with with that. You know, yeah. of course, you know, Freddie Freeman's a free agent. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, Schwarber. You know, we'll see. We'll see um, where he ends up. Yeah, but going back to the NFL, um, who do you think is going to win tomorrow? Rams versus uh, Bucks. I am going with the Bucks, even though Bucks they do have synergies right now. Um, mm-hmm. 
That's Tom Brady, man. Can't bet mm-hmm. against him. So I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah, man. I'm I'm with you 100. percent Bucks at home. They got Brady. I mean, like, what else? I mean, what, what more do you? What more can you say? Yeah. You know, Bucks all the way. And then you got you got um uh, Bills versus Chiefs. This is going to be an interesting matchup. You got Allen versus um um a Mahomes. This is going to be a. This looks like this should be a classic. Yeah, that that's going to be a high scoring game. You know, I mm-hmm. think uh, the Bills are going to upset the Chiefs tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm leaning towards that way too as well. You know, um, you know, Mahomes gained that 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 loss with the with the um, Bucks. You know, it kind of, you know, you, you you would think this should be a chance for him to redeem himself, but this Bills team, you know, they're they're on the rise, man. Yeah. They they have a lot of offense, a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, and they beat the Chiefs um, in this, you know, earlier in the season, so or middle of the season, so they they could do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely think. Uh, yeah, Bills is uh, definitely. Yeah, this is. Yeah, they're they're gonna do something special here. Like it's the the nineties. You know, they're. They're gonna upset the the Chiefs. I think if it was any other team other other than the Chiefs, other than the Bills, the Chiefs would advance. But something about the Bills team this year, uh, for the past couple of years, they've been you know they've been, definitely been a team on the rise, a team to to look to look for, you know. So I think Bill, I agree with you. Chiefs will lose at yeah. home. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, some good games tomorrow tonight. And tonight, Bengals upset the Titans. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Niners shocked the Packers. So you had uh, two upsets today. Mm-hmm. So we, so okay, so yeah, we think it's gonna be um, uh, bang. So we think it's gonna be Bengals, uh, Bills. Who you think wins that NFC uh, championship? Uh, no, no, wait, wait. What am I talking about? Did I say Bengals? I mean. 49ers, 40, 49ers, um, yeah, oh, wait, I, I was right the first time. The AFC, yeah, right. Bengals, Bills, AFC, yeah. Bengals, yeah, Bengals, Bills, AFC. The Bills. Uh, championship. Bills. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Bills will advance to the Super Bowl for the first time since the, the, the 90s, the mid-90s. Yeah, that would be great to see. And uh, on, then on the... The NFC side, you're gonna have uh, 49ers versus uh, we think the Buccaneers, and uh, we think I, I think Bucks will advance. I assume you you think the same as well. I think Bucks will advance, but I wouldn't be surprised if 49ers shocked them as well. Mm-hmm. I think that could possibly happen, but again, I don't want to bet against Tom Brady, so I'm gonna I would say Bucks. Mm-hmm. And then so we'd have Bills Bills versus. Uh, um, Buccaneers. Wow, um, you're you're just you're just jumping to the Super Bowl, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, wow. Let's let's do, let's do that. Well, I mean, in that case, I'd say Bills. It's Bills to win it all this year. I think Bucks will win. I'll, I'd be rooting for the Bills, but I think Bucks will win yeah, against good. Brady. Their the, their Cinderella story is, will will end there. Yeah, the reason uh, you know the Bucks they have some injuries right now. You know they they lost their 
one of their top wide receivers in Godwin. The running back, Leonard Fournette, he's he's been injured. He's coming back, but he's coming off an injury. And they had some, a couple more injuries last week, I think. So, And they lost uh, and, uh, Brown. Uh, Brown's no longer with the team anymore. Um, Antonio, yeah. Antonio Brown? Yeah, Antonio Brown. Antonio. So uh-huh. they, they're missing a lot of their offensive weapons right now, you know, so – I don't. I don't know if this year they'll be able to repeat. You know, we'll see. Uh-huh. But I think they can make it to the, as far as the Super Bowl. But uh-huh. you know, can they beat the Chiefs again this year uh, or the Bills? I'm not sure about that. So uh-huh. we will have to see. Yeah, time will definitely tell. Yeah, we'll definitely find out on February 13th. Well, well, who will advance? Yeah. But yeah, that was an impromptu Super Bowl prediction right there. Yeah, Brady hasn't. Uh, an interesting note: Brady hasn't gone back to back in Super Bowls in like since like the early two thousands, I think, with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. His last three Super Bowls, I think, have been like every other year. I think mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since he's gone back to back. But yeah, time will tell. Yeah. With that. And uh speaking time will tell, next week, next Saturday, we're gonna have the the Royal Rumble. And it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be a, a big Royal Rumble. They're gonna have some people from their past come back. Uh, I think what's your thoughts of them spoiling the the instance like Mickey James into the um impact women's wrestler to return Summer Rae. Yeah, we get that as a secret. I know. It, it, what was the point of that? The only way you would do something like that is if it would be is if they have an even bigger surprise. Yeah. But knowing WWE, that's not the case. That'll make no sense. And, and Mickey James would have been a, a shocking surprise because you'd be like, wait a minute, she's on. She's an Impact. She's the Impact. Not only is she on Impact, but she's the Impact Knockouts Champion. What is she doing in WWE? And yeah. they ruined the whole surprise. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just an example of WWE doesn't know what the heck they're doing lately. They can't do anything right. And when they do something right, they do some, they they do something to to, to ruin it. How do you feel like if we went to a wrestling event and then this man he came up to you and said, "I've heard what you said on your show, Sports and Legend," and he just <laughs> smacked the shit out of you? What would you say? What would you say or do? I would let my sis do the talking. If he if he would if he would disrespect me, I would slap him faster than than Sydney Poitier slapped that white guy in the um, um <laughs> in the heat of the night. If he just dared slaps me, He's I am not Austin Theory. I'm not Austin Theory. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna sit down with him for like a half an hour, you know, gushing all over him and 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 you know and, and trying to win his approval. No, if he slaps me, I don't care if I'm a WWE superstar or a fan. A dude puts his hand on me. I don't care if it's Vince McMahon or Ed McMahon. He's gonna he's gonna get slapped. He's gonna get slapped back. He's a yeah. He'd have you escorted like Charles Oakley out the building. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be true. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. True. Oh man. <laughs> but I'm getting my I'm getting my I'm getting my receipt back. That, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> True. <laughs> Disrespect me. I'm, I'm Austin Terry taking selfies and 
trying to get Vince McMahon to prove every single week. Oh, man. Speaking of that, it's the same storyline over and over again. Like, is is Vince McMahon trying to PO the fans? Like, how is it supposed to get him over? You know what? I would even be surprised if Vince McMahon makes this guy win the Royal Rumble at this at this point. Yeah, hey, you never know. Because it's like this push is so is it, it, it's Jinder Jinder Mahal bad from a few years ago when they put the WWE title on him. It's like stop stop forcing it. Yeah, you never know that because hey, I could see that happening. Okay, I get it. You see him as a chosen one. You 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 see something in him. Fine. That, okay, that's good. But geez, the same, the same skit, same skit. Oh, I don't even know if you could call it a skit because it's not even funny. It's just cr- cringeworthy. You know, <laughs> you, you know, Mr. McMahon. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I just uh, shot at <laughs> It's like it's the same thing over and over again. It's like, ah, uh, I, I just feel like walking, taking a purposely taking a bathroom break and coming back. Oh, and it's still gonna be talking. It's just annoying. Well, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I agree. It's, you know, it's like, I don't even know why they're giving this guy uh, <laughs> that much attention, to be honest with you. For real. I mean, this, is this a new Vince guy? He is. I mean, he was on NXT. Uh, what? If you remember, he popped up a few years ago. He He popped up a few years ago in WWE. And then he he was with um with um uh, what's his name Garza, Garza or um was it Garza and Andrade I think or one of the two, and then he got sent down to NXT he got sent back down to NXT where he was he formed a, a faction with uh, Johnny Gargano, who's now free agent, uh Johnny Gargano's you know real life wife um Candice LeRae who's who's pregnant or gave birth I, I have no idea what's her her status right now. And then um, Indy Hardwell, who's who's still who's still in NXT. So yeah, they had that four, four of them formed a faction down there. And then now they then then they broke them up. And then you know he got called up. And then for like the for the past month or two, we've been having these segments of of you know them just you know uh, you know him just appreciating Vince and and, and trying to you know. I don't know, win his heart and, you know, and Vince is just, you know, just rambling on and on and on about, you know, doing these horrible things to him. And I don't know, it's just these, these promos are like, yeah, yeah. He, he, we should get paid. I wouldn't be surprised. Paid. What were you going to say? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Vince makes him the, the part of the next Kiss My Ass Club. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 literally what's gonna happen. Like, I mean, I mean, look what happened to William Regal. William Regal and some other people, Road Dog, people who've been in the organization for so many years, especially William Regal. You know, he, he literally joined Vince McMahon's kiss. You know, because my 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 behind club, and he got fired. It's still the same. It's still the same as behind. No pun intended. To get him fired, decades later. Like, I mean, it, it's just. A horrible story. You know what's another bad storyline? A storyline that could potentially be could potentially be good, but it's just drawn out so many times. What? Um, the Sonya Deville versus Naomi story. Storyline is going. Oh, it's like it's like so one sided. Like if they would have done this, like if they would have started this feud now, and then it, and then have it 
you know, culminate at WrestleMania, then it could have made point. It, it could have made sense. But this story has been dragging on I, since the, what the fall. I lost count. Has this, this storyline been going on for six months? I, I literally lost count. And it's like it just it just don't look right. Like it has the whole Booker T Triple H, you know, underlining subliminal racism kind of, you know, storyline to it. Like you're not good enough to to you know be a champion and all the stuff. It's like uh, Naomi won the title like twice. <laughs> like. <laughs> Tony Deville didn't win the title even one time. Like, just, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, what is WWE thinking of these storylines? Like, it just, it just comes off borderline racist, you know. Not saying that you know, obviously that you know, Sonya Deville or you know is racist or anything like that. But I'm just saying the storyline how they're portraying the, the character. You know, it, it, there's no, they didn't establish why she has this this a uh, 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 you know vendetta against her met her against Mandy Rose you know made perfect sense they were tag team you know Mandy Rose got all the attention you know and she didn't that made a perfect sense if it was if this feud would have been against Mandy Rose that would have made perfect which they did have a feud um before Mandy Rose went down to uh NXT ultimately became you know the NXT women's champion and now she's a heel herself with her with her faction toxic um toxic attraction I think it's called. So yeah, that would have made more sense. But yeah, it's just yeah, and that's another thing with with WWE nowadays. Back in the day in the Attitude Era, you know, you could come even the ruthless aggression era. You could you know the bad guy you know the boss you know he you know especially you know obviously it's Vince McMahon you know he does something bad to you and you can you get your you don't care you get your come up and you know. Whether you lose your job or not, you know, hey, I don't care. I'm gonna get my revenge. Now, now with this modern day, um, you know, era, they don't they don't write the double the, they don't write the heroes as tough. Like they don't care. Like the 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 you know they're gonna it's like they make the the modern day stars look like punks. Like you're gonna get slapped. Like it's not believable that Naomi would just let her get slapped like that. Like she would just get slapped. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it just yeah. doesn't. It's not believable. It's it's not believable. Like Austin Theory, yes, it makes it makes sense. You know, you know, because we don't have a we don't have that much of a um a background, and he doesn't come off as a like a tough wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could it, it don't you know what I mean? So he could get bullied or whatever like that. But like these, you know, I don't know. It's just. You you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, nah, yeah I see what you're talking about. Like these people are too afraid. Even Big Show years ago, when it was with the um with the Authority, you had Big Show crying. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's yeah. Like, now, come now, on. now these WWE superstars are pussies. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it that way, but I mean that's how they're being they trained. Like yeah. I mean they're being bad soft. Like they're, they're not as tough. They're not as hard as they were back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, and it's not. It's not them per se. It's just the the writing and and the limitations that they have. You know what I mean? It, it's just the whole philosophy of WWE is just it's just it's just messed up. And and then that's why they're cutting all these people, and then they don't have nobody to to like. The, Bobby Lashley versus Lesnar, it might be the, you know, this is not even an exaggeration. 
this might be our the last legit dream match in WWE history, or at least for a very long time. You know what I mean? Because WWE is not keeping WWE is not really having legends like that as they used to. You know what I mean? Like they're they're cutting people. You know. You you don't really you're not gonna have many like dream matches uh, uh, with the exact with the with the um the uh, exception of uh, the Royal Rumble, you know what I mean? Maybe WrestleMania, but WWE just keeps future endeavoring people, you know what I mean? Whether they're they're longtime legends who who's in the company or people who are on the rise who you saw in like three to five years would be on a legendary status like you know Rusev or Bray Wyatt. You know what I mean? Like people who, who if they didn't cut them, you know, would have would have been on that level. Yeah. But WWE, it's like you don't know you don't know who the left hand don't know what the right hand's doing, and you know, I could be in a feud with you for the WWE title today, and then tomorrow after this show, right after this show, we find out we're both future endeavored, and then they vacate the title. Like there's no there's no rhyme or reason with this company anymore. Yeah, man, they, they need us as writers. That's what they need. They do, but the problem is, is you know, he wants yes men. You know, he wants people, because literally they, they've admitted that, that they don't write to, for the fans. They write they write just to please Vince McMahon, you know, and that's why basically it's literally the same stories regurgitated over and over and over again yeah. with barely little progression. It's the same storyline, the same 50-50 booking, I beat you, you beat me. You know, it's the same predictable. Like like, like last week, why did Ma- what did Ma- Madcap Moss beat Kofi Kingston? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's another thing about, this is what I'm talking about booking. Madcap Moss, you know, he's big and he's he, he would be a legitimate person who could have beat Kofi Kingston, size-wise. He's, he's a big dude, you know. If he was, if he had a, a gimmick change, he could have been an imposing threat, but the way how they portray him is like he's just a goofball and Baron Corbin sidekick, you know, and you can't take him seriously. So Kofi Kingston, a former WWE champion, losing to him last week it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree with you, man. A lot of things that a WWE does with their wrestlers these days and a lot of these storylines don't make zero sense. I don't. This thing with Natalia, she's losing every week. I mean, <laughs> Natalia, right? Yeah. Natalia, she has more talent. I mean, she's part of the Hart Dynasty. Mm-hmm. You know, like WWE is acting like she's a jobber nowadays. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, come on, she's not a. She give her more respect than that. You know. The only time they give her respect was when they said she has three records in the in the Guinness book Guinness Book of Records, and it made her lose like in three three point one seconds. Like that's a that's a record you can't nobody nobody gonna beat that record. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Ridiculous. It, it's the whole thing. The whole thing with the and it, is Seth Rollins a good guy now. I don't because know what he is. On SmackDown, up until this point, he was a heel. But now on SmackDown yesterday, now they're turning, they're portraying him as a, a babyface now. Like I don't, I don't know what the heck's going on now. Yeah, I don't know what he is. He's got, he's like a tweener, I guess. 
Well, before before yesterday, or I should say Friday, he was definitely well before. Yeah, he was definitely a heel. Kevin Owens was definitely a heel. SmackDown now that he's um, Friday and SmackDown now that he's going against Roman Reigns. Now they suddenly turn him into a, a, a good guy now. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, speaking of this, don't get any sense, let's just, let's just dive right into this, uh, you know, these these matches. Uh, let's see. You got um, Becky Lynch versus Drop. This is another story. They're both heels battling each other for the Raw Women's Championship. Like, there's no there's no rhyme and reason to this. If this storyline was done better, it could have been a lot interesting. I mean, do drop. She started out her her career in WWE as a baby face, um, being Eva Marie's sidekick, and then Eva Marie got released, and then do drop turned into a heel for no reason, and then Becky Lynch, you know, obviously she returned as a heel. And Becky Lynch purposely got herself disqualified so she could face Dewdrop, who has a size advantage over her. Like stuff like this doesn't make any sense. You know, Dewdrop Dewdrop would have made sense, you know, if Becky Lynch was a baby face and Dewdrop was a monster. You know, but but it's just they're both heels. Like they recently turned Dewdrop heel, like a, maybe a month ago. And now they have a heel versus heel match, but I mean heel heel versus heel matches could work, but the way how they did it, it's like it just seemed rushed because she just turned into a heel like a month ago, and Becky Lynch is is like a tweener right now too. She's a heel, but then she has some moments where she's like a baby face kind of. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I don't know about this matchup. It's a weird <laughs> match. It's a weird matchup. But, uh, I agree. Becky is gonna retain it just for that. Just yeah, for that fact. I, I think Becky is gonna retain it, of course. Yeah, like to me, this is kind of like the the Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. This match would have been much better if Becky Lynch was a a baby face, and and um, Dewdrop was was um, you know, a heel, or or even vice versa. But having them both as heels, it's like you don't even know who to root for. Fuck those! Fuck this match. <laughs> Let's uh, move on. Yeah. Edge, Edge versus <laughs> Beth Phoenix, Miz and Maurice. Hands on Edge versus Beth Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, of no course. Questions. I mean, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah. They want us to believe that Miz and Maurice are gonna win, but we all know Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix are gonna win this. Hands down. Like we don't even have to even debate this. Um. Then you got um, the the Royal Rumble, the the Women's Royal Rumble. Who do you think is gonna win that one? Wow! I literally uh, have no clue who's gonna win this. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's definitely not gonna be Mickey James. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not gonna be Mickey James. But um, did they? I mean, I could see the person who wins this. They're gonna end up challenging Becky Lynch. Oh, a, a person just popped in my head now. Who? Bianca Belair back to back. Could be. I'm thinking Liv Morgan. 
yeah, I mean that that'd be not a bad thing. Thinking Liv Morgan. Well, I think Liv Morgan. Then again, she might tra- she might try to challenge uh, Charlotte. Cause Charlotte still has the belt, right? Uh, yeah, she does. Yeah, so I think I well then again Becky Lynch would be a good opponent for her. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think WWE wants to give Liv Morgan a push. Yeah. Yeah, Liv Morgan is not a bad choice. Yeah. But I I I don't think she's gonna do it. But I. You, you think know. Bianca's gonna do back to back? Wow. That's yeah. All right. All right, men's one. Now this one is kind of tricky because are the guys who are who lose the, the these title shots are still gonna be in this Royal Rumble? That's that's the thing. Like that, that that's where the whole tricky situation is. Will Lesnar or, or Lashley win it if they lose if they they fight in the match and they lose it? You know, are they eligible? To me they shouldn't be because, you know I mean it, it just kinda means like that you know, they knew that, I, to me this this match I would assume this. Do you think this match, the the Rumble match, is going to end the night? I would I would presume instead of uh, Lesnar versus Lashley or or Roman versus um, uh, Rollins. Uh, I I think the no I think it's going to be the other way. I think the Lashley and Lesnar match will be the last match. It should be because they're hyping it up. This is the it, it should be that. It should 100% be that. Yeah. But the men's one, um, yeah, it depends. Um, I guess if the guys weren't eligible, um, I mean, technically, I guess Seth could win it. Um, because Seth isn't gonna Seth, win. Isn't Seth gonna hasn't win. Hasn't been announced yet. Has he? Uh, I don't even remember. I think he was. I'm not even sure to be honest with you. Because Seth is gonna, we all know Seth's gonna lose to Roman Reigns, for sure. Um, yeah, the, this this men's one is kind of a toss up. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, something tells me it's either gonna be Lashley or Lesnar, but then again, their match should be the last match. So I don't, I really this this men's one, I can't even. Maybe Drew Mac Drew, Drew is Drew McIntyre is going to be eligible to come back because I know uh, he was hurt. I'm not even sure, man. To be honest with you, right yeah, now, yeah, this is a major toss-up with the men's. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because <laughs> I literally have no idea who's going to who's going to um. Well, Biggie Biggie would be a good choice, though. Yeah, Biggie hasn't won it yet. I don't think. Yeah, that would be a good choice if. Lashley does win the title, then you could have Biggie and Lashley at WrestleMania. Yeah, that actually you know would be bad. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's my choice. Biggie, Biggie's gonna win it. That's his way to get back into the title picture. Yeah, no, that's not. That's actually not a bad uh, mm-hmm. yeah, selection. And um, oh yeah, I think we already said the woman's one already, right? Yeah, I picked the uh, Memorial. Oh yes, and I said Bianca Belair. Okay, so yeah, let me see what else is. Uh, so yeah, okay, okay. Well, then last, last but not least, would be Lesnar Lashley, and uh, my mind is telling me Lesnar, but I think 
WWE should do the right thing and make Lashley win it because it makes more sense for Lashley to win it because um, you know the the whole feud the whole feud can continue and it makes more sense if Lashley wins instead of Lesnar. If Lesnar wins against Bobby Lashley, I, I mean we all knew it's going to happen. It's it's anticlimactic. Um, Lesnar has nothing to prove with this. Yeah. Lashley is the one that has to prove that he's not a, a Brock Lesnar um, wannabe. And, you know, it just makes more sense for him to win it. And in that way, if La- if Lashley wins it, then you, you have a potential of having a, a second or even a possible third, you know, rematch where Lesnar would try to even the score or um, win, win two out of three. Yeah, I I want Lashley to win it, but I don't know for some reason. I just have a feeling Lesnar's gonna retain it. Yeah, I know because this is w, this is w, WWE's rationale. All, all the the rationale. I mean, it makes common sense for Lashley to win it because Lash. This is Lashley's moment. This this would be for Lashley. This is similar to Lashley. Um, Lashley winning this would be like when Rock defeated Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18. This would be his defining moment that's going to put him in rarefied air, where you actually finally give Lesnar, Lashley his his due, and uh, finally view him as a, a future WWE Hall of Famer instead of a a very good superstar. Yeah, this is this is the defining moment that he needs. Because when you think about it, other than him winning the title against the Miz. Um, he doesn't really have that many defining moments, really, when you think about it. I mean, you'd have to go back to his, his original run, winning the ECW title and, um, you know, the Intercontinental title or even the, the, the Battle of the Billionaires at that WrestleMania against Umaga. Other than that, he doesn't have any, you know, he doesn't have any, um, like, he doesn't have many defining moments, in, you know, in WWE. Yep. So this this is the match he needs. He wants it. Everybody knows he wants it. It makes more sense for him to win it, and then this could set up a future feud. If Lesnar wins it, I mean, there's not even really a, there's not even really going to be that much of a, a need or a build up to a second possible match. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be real interesting. Yeah, we'll find out soon enough. Um, you have anything else you'd like to say before we head out? Uh, no, everyone, just uh, stay safe out there and enjoy the rest of the weekend and come back. Check out Sports Server Legend every Saturday at 11. Only here on Block Talk Radio. All right, man. So, you know, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this episode. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, man, next week's going to be kind of tricky. Um um, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do one on Friday or or maybe the week after that, but um, yeah, keep yourself locked in, tune into the to this epi- to the next episode. So we might we might have a special Friday episode, or we might even do it uh, the week after this in two weeks. So keep you posted. I wish I knew. But again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this episode of Sports of the Legend. Uh, he is Macaulay Matthews. I'm William Rimmel, and I'll see you guys next week. Well, hopefully.
or maybe the week after that. Peace. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.